Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Out of Bounds Sports, brought to you by Anchor FM. I am one of your hosts, one of your sick hosts, BJ. You had to excuse me today, uh, kind of under the weather, but I'm still, I'm still bring it. I got KG with me. What's going on, KG? What's happening? Hey, nothing, man. We're gonna have Big Jim join us soon. Um, Ah, I got stuck. I had a brain fart. My fault. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, uh, this right here, this is the equivalent of your flu game. I'll be your Scotty Pippen. I need, I need you, Scotty. I need that shoulder to carry me off. But right now, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna push through it. Uh, first of all, we got a, uh, we got a dilemma to all of our listeners. We have to change our name. So. We're looking for um, ideas, suggestions. Um, when we when we created this, we were on another platform. What was it, Zcast? Uh, KG. Yeah. Um, we um, of course we were just excited to start, so everybody kind of voted on a name. But it's another out of bounds out there, and um, we're going to go ahead and bow down and bow out to that, and we'll create another name that we can roll underneath for the time being. So we're we're kind of voting on those now, throwing some names out there. But um, if you feel free, if you have a name, you have any suggestions, uh, definitely email us, oobshowpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we would love to hear from you, definitely. KG, what I missed the last episode, man? Oh, man. Let's, let, let's, let's check you back in real quick. Um. Last episode, we talked about Donald Trump's uh, tweets about the anthem protest again, and also uh, a lot of um, about Jerry Jones oh, and <laughs> his his uh, keeping his affiliation with Papa John's and saying he made a business decision about um, the anthem protest and if you, as long as you have a Cowboys helmet and uniform on, you won't do that. You will toe the line and you will stand for the anthem. There's no kneeling. There's no standing in the locker room. Anybody that does will be fine and possibly cut. Well, let me let me jump into that because Dak, Dak, Dak Prescott, the Cowboys quarterback, he had his press conference and he, he spoke his piece and basically said he feels like that's not the time or the place for protesting um, the issues that's going on. Um, let me say this. And when you're hot-headed and when you're looking at something from one side, it's easy to, to overlook a lot of things and, and make statements that at, at the time your heart might be with it 100%, but your mind's not following that. So with that being said, I kind of understand where he's coming from because he's probably scared. Um, you see that Kaepernick still doesn't have a job. Eric Reed still doesn't have a job. So um, understandably, he's scared. You know, he – I mean, he – is he – you think he's a top ten quarterback in your eyes, Kevin? He he's not top ten, is he? 
No, not top ten. I'll say top twenty. So, so if he's top, that's just that's that's just because they figured him out. That's all. Yeah, I, I think I think that Dak Prescott could be replaced as a quarterback. But before I get into that, you know, we will get into that. That's another episode. But what I'm trying to say is, we as minorities, we feel a certain type of way on why the anthem protest is going on, why we feel like. Um, why we're getting mad because people not people not understanding the issues that we're trying to bring to light. Well, Kaepernick and Eric Reed and everybody else has kneeled or showed any type of protest for the anthem. There are a lot of really major issues out there that are going on um, that are really serious and and really just being swept under the rug. So when the the, the uh, anthem protest happened, it was in, it was hoping it, it was with the hope that it would bring these issues to light, and that people would be like, you know what, we do have a problem with police brutality in this country. We do have a problem with our judicial system in this country when it comes to minorities. But it flipped and it turned to a we're disrespecting the, the national anthem, we're disrespecting the flag. Um, me and KG had a show Thursday night that got erased. Good 45-minute show. We talked about this. So it went into the anchor abyss. We lost that show forever. But I was saying there that it's hard to expect something when it's built on quicksand. When your foundation is built on quicksand, when it's it, I, it's so many rules that that how the flag isn't supposed to be disrespected, how it's not supposed to be worn. People have shirts, socks, underpants. The the flag isn't supposed to be worn like that. There's a picture we'll post it as soon as we post the picture. As soon as we find the picture, KJ, I want to post it on the Twitter and Instagram page of uh, I can't. I want to say it was a Chiefs game where they. You know how they pull the flag out over the field, mm-hmm. and at the end, and when they were finished with it, they just rolled it up and threw it underneath the end zone. It was laying on the ground. No outrage. No outrage when somebody has a shirt on. No outrage when someone has a picnic spread and covers and plates and cups with the the flag. The White House was built on slaves. America was built on slaves. America's stolen land. So watch when you throw stones in your glass house. This national anthem protest is way deeper than an American flag because that American flag that represents you and that you speak so highly of doesn't represent me. It doesn't represent KG. It doesn't represent Jim, Junie, Delonte, Allen. It doesn't represent any of us. You'll never know what it's like to be a black man riding down the street and wondering if when the police pull you over, if you're going to get shot or not. It's a whole different feeling. Well, uh, let me jump in there real quick. Just to, Most people say, well, all you got to do is comply. I've seen, I've seen a guy get a boot to the face for complying. I've seen a guy get tased for complying. So tell me again, if you comply, they won't do it. Uh, are you serious? I'm following all of your directions, 
But next thing I know, you're tasing me. You're punching me in the head. Hell, you go so far as to shoot me because I was a threat. Yeah. And see, okay. The thing is, the guy that just stabbed the girl on uh in Oakland on the train. The police are so calm putting cuffs on him. And I've seen police go to a, a middle school where a young black man is fighting a white man and a white boy, young white man. They, they are in their teens, 12, 13, 14. He pushes the white kid to the side and grabs the black kid and throws him to the ground. Okay, like, like they were both fighting. Nobody sees the problem in that. Nobody sees the problem in a grown man with a taser, with a gun, fearing for his life. Six months of training isn't enough to come out here and and patrol the streets. And I've been saying for a long time, and this is just personal. F- folks, we're going to get to sports in a minute. It's just certain things are deeper than sports and more important than sports. But I think that police shouldn't have guns. I think they should be trained well enough in hand-to-hand combat. They should be trained in diffusing situations, hostile negotiations. I'm not this. You can't do this in six months. This is not something you could do in six months. Doctors, you can't train a doctor in six months. You become a doctor, that's a 10-year process. You can't do this in six months. And then you're hiring police that already have mental issues. For whatever reason, they were bullied. They were picked on. Now they have a badge and a gun. I've seen it. This is not something I'm making up. I've seen it. I've seen a police officer that went to a high school with a guy and now all of a sudden you know, that guy was bullying him. He got a badge and a gun off duty. And then this guy's face and threaten him. I lock your ass up. I'll throw you in jail. Keep your mouth shut. That's, that's not no conduct of a, 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 a somebody that's serving the public. But like we always say, if we're not going to stick together, and this is what comes back to Dak Prescott. I understand he's scared. I understand he's fearing for his job. But and we talked about this in the uh, Abyss episode. We're going to call that the Abyss episode, KG. <laughs> <laughs> Never to be recovered again. No, it, it's, it's lost in the Bermuda Triangle. Somebody's listening to it. Somebody will find it 30 years later and be like, man, this is, this is really good. What happened to this? But I think a lot of me watching my decision to watch the NFL this year is probably going to be – week one to see what a lot of players are going to do in the anthem. Because Jerry Jones and, and here's here's the thing why I say I understand the other side. You work for Jerry Jones. You work for the Dallas Cowboys. That's just like my employer now. I work for them. And it, it, it's, I tell a lot of people that until you have your own and you work for yourself, you have to you have to apply by the, a black what am I trying to say, KG? You, you have, have to abide by the rules. Thank you. Thank you. You have to abide by the rules. Now, is Jerry Jones out of touch with reality? Is Jerry Jones a good old Texas boy? 
does Jerry Jones care about issues of minorities? No. Should he? Yes, he should. Because a uh, good percentage of his team is minority. I, I would fair to say 60, maybe 70%. 60? At least 60. Maybe more than that. Yeah, at least 60. Like, I go 65. Just just off the, the top of my head. That are minorities. Hey, we're telling you, we have issues in our community. Some of us, football got us out of the community and if we didn't have football, our, our mothers and fathers, sisters and brothers would be bringing flowers to the graves every, you know, birthday, uh, holiday, or whatever else. Football kept up, kept football, basketball. The, the games are, that are in minority neighborhoods that are cheap to play, all you need is a ball, and it doesn't have to even be in good shape. Mm-hmm. All you need is that ball, and you're, you're running. Hockey and you know other other sports. You we, we can't afford to play that. That's and and those ice rinks aren't in our neighborhood. You could pick up a basketball. You get ten players on a good court. All of a sudden, it's it's fifteen people waiting to play. But guess what? It don't even have to be a good court. It can be a court with broken glass. Somebody brings a broom out there and sweeps it out. It and, could be somewhere a street with a a milk crate that you cut the bottom out of. We've done it all the time. We done right, it all that the was time. Not, first first basketball court in the backyard was a bucket. The second one was a milk crate that we found, and we cut the bottom out of it. And then we found a rim in the creek, and took a rim and posted it to a to a post, and uh, a piece of plywood for a backboard. That's that's the best. That's the best because this you're not you're not worried about having those sprite backboard and nylon net at that point it's just the love of the game you just want to play i played i played peewee football on the field with broken glass and and divots in the ground you go to another neighborhood 20 miles from where i am and it's artificial turf to just to play recreational football so the, the situations aren't the same and I know a lot of players are scared. They have a right to be because this is their livelihood. You know, they see that players are, are leaving, you know, doing these, these protests and never to be heard from again. I, it's scary. But we're going to finish this, wrap this up. But I just went through Instagram and I saw somebody at the Lorraine Motel. If you don't know what the, the Lorraine Motel is, that's where Dr. Martin Luther King was assassinated at. And it's something me and KG talking about taking a trip, taking the kids down to see that. And just looking at that, I already know getting there and being in front of that, that's going to be emotional. Looking at it is emotional. Looking at the picture of the room, the plates, the dishes there. That's emotional. Seeing the the cars out front from that period. I mean, they, they just basically cleaned it up and put it back the way it was. It's, 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 it's way deeper than a lot of people can understand. It's not about the flag. We had way more issues than than players protesting. And I wish people would take those issues seriously. We have people that going to serve this country coming back without met, met, uh Healthcare without homes. How is that possible? 
How is that possible? In actuality, it shouldn't be possible. But, man, you talk about what you've seen, the things that I've read, the things that I've seen, the stories that I've been told, not by, oh, just just some story I, I heard. No, 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 firsthand stories. And I say it all the time. I'm the great-grandson of a slave. So I know a lot of horror stories because I heard them firsthand. Two generations removed. We're not talking about they were slaves in 1600. You're talking about two generations removed. Two generations. Two generations removed. We're going to switch subjects because this is going to take a turn and it's going to get, um, you know, I don't want it to go where it's going. All right. Well, uh, update, Ezekiel Elliott has stood shoulder to shoulder with Dak Prescott, says he agrees with him. So, Yeah, man. That that's is. that. And you know what? I put out a call, and I tried to get every Cowboy fan. I, I was like, I want to know how do you feel. I don't want to argue. I don't want to have a discussion. Tell me how do you feel about what Jerry Jones said. I've had, I had one Cowboy fan uh, say to me in person, hey, I'm a Cowboy fan at the end of the day. That's a business. It ain't affecting me, so I'm good. Okay. Uh, that, I mean, it, it's not much I could say, but okay. Um, we actually got a tweet to a response. Um, my man Keith, Nacho711 on Twitter. Uh, he, he chimed in. He said, the Papa John's thing, who the hell cares? They want to promote awful pizza. Papa John's ain't really that bad, but it, I mean, okay, I, I get what you're saying, Keith. So what? The anthem thing is sketchy. Man is signing those checks, but to dog the overall policy is whack. That's Keith's opinion. And I, you, the thing is, no matter what what side you're on, when you voice your opinion, one thing about me is I'm a respected. Because you, 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 you got the conviction to stand up for what you believe in and you voiced your opinion. I respect that. Now, if you, you know hide behind, oh no, you want to agree with me just to agree with me so you don't anger me but then behind closed doors you feel another way. Nah, be your real self. When we ask for feedback from any listener, be yourself. That's all we ask for. We respect you more when you're yourself. So, I got a, a, a another a text from another Cowboy fan. Uh, you know, it's, it's a business decision and you, you can't really worry about that. And uh, You know, if it wasn't for the Cowboys, it wouldn't even be a big thing because that's the headline. It's about the Cowboys. If What if it was any other team? You know, every team in the NFL feels like that. My rebuttal was the New York Giants don't feel like that. I'm sorry, the New York Jets don't feel like that. The Dolphins, the, 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 Dolphins, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they don't feel like that. So it's not every team. And, you know, he said, well, what if the Redskins did it? I said, see, what you're trying to do is you're trying to put lipstick on a pig. It's still a pig. It don't matter if they did it, who did it. It's still not right. In my opinion, it's not right. And that's what we give out, ladies and gentlemen. It's opinion. All of this is opinion. This is our opinion. And we always welcome feedback. You might have a different opinion. I'm Like KG said, we're going to respect your opinion. You might feel strongly about the flag, and I, I would understand that if that's the way you were raised and to do this and respect that, okay, fine. I just want you to understand, we can, we can, you could be 
you could be the most racist person in the world. Just respect my opinion. Let's sit down and talk. And let me tell you why. Because I know you didn't grow up how I grew up. I didn't grow up how you grew up. So we have to come to the table and, hey, this is what's going on in my community. And you'd be like, well, well damn. I, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I ought to listen. And you could tell me your your perspective, and, and I, I'm like, you know what? Well, I didn't see it that way, but we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. Um, hey, I want to I want to give a shout out, man. I've known this man since five or six years old. His sister yelled across the two yards, and and saw me playing, and, and from there, a brotherhood, a friendship was born. And he sent us an email. Uh, she stays in Portland. People, my man, Lil Paul, sent us an email about the Blazers. We are going to start off our Tuesday show. We're going to come on your Tuesday. Um, we don't know exactly who with the, as far as who's going to be in it. It might be a, a late night thing with me and KG. It might be an early session with KG, Jim and Junie and Delonte, whoever. But we're going to play GM with the Blazers. And we're going to pick them apart. And we're going to figure out their last couple, their moves, the last couple of years, um, the how maybe I think I think you you go back further. I think I think I don't want to get too in, in depth in the Blazers. I want to save it for Tuesday, but I think when you have, and I'm not saying the Blazers had bad draft picks. I think we had bad draft picks, and this is NFL, NBA, NHL, anybody. When you have severe injuries, I think that really takes a team for the turn. And I think if Brandon Roy, and this is, we going back. I think if Brandon Roy never got hurt the, to the severity that he did, Portland would have went in a different direction. But like I said, we're going to save that for Tuesday. And we're going to come hard and strong. We're going to play my gym with the Blazers. And we're going to pick them apart and, and figure out what pieces they would need to contend in the West. So, before we get to the NBA KG, we were just talking about the state of AAU, Bronny James. He got his father, of course, LeBron James, senior, Dwayne Wade. Uh, they just showed a, a video of Quavo from Migos coming to watch and play. He's, he's playing in front of superstars at the AAU level. Now, I don't even know where to start. What do you, the state of AAU right now, Kevin? Where, where are you putting that? Oh, it's a cash cow. I, I mean, you got any, not even superstars' children. You have guys that have played some type of ball or fell in love with the game and their kids picked it up and they played it. And they're putting them in these AAU teams, and they don't even have to play high school basketball when you play AAU. You can get recruited to college playing AAU because you play 365 all year round. You're playing. You're traveling. You know, you're doing something. So the state of it, uh, it, it's a booming business. It 45% of me is like, you know, it's just a, it's a great opportunity for kids. Number one is keeping them out of trouble. That's number one. Number two is teaching you responsibility. Uh, but 
The other 55% of me, I don't like it. Because I, at the time that we grew up, now, mind you, we're in our mid-30s, I guess you could say. Look, you and your own on the mid-30s stuff. <laughs> 20, 25, man. Oh, Okay. Some of us in our mid-20s still. <laughs> but if, if anybody remembers, we had rec leagues. And especially if you grew up in a DMV, you had uh, you'll have Seat Pleasant rec play Bladensburg rec, but you know they'll play Palmer Park rec. But those players, you know, it's age groups, so you'll have probably three or four teams depending on the age and how who comes out, and you play basketball. But you play basketball for the same coach until you get to high school. Then when you get to high school, the guys from that you played for four or five years with or against from the different wrecks around the area may wind up at the same high school with you. Next thing you know, you all are playing on the same team. You're all learning together. The next thing you know, y'all got this mesh well because y'all, the coaches are talking to each other about fundamentals and teaching the kids right. So when they meet up, next thing you know, in high school, you got a powerhouse in high school. Instead of one or two people getting scholarships, out of the 13 guys on the team, 11 of them got athletic scholarships, but the other two that's sitting at the end of the bench got academic scholarships. You know, it was always about the kids. It, now it's just more about money. And the reason why, that's one of the reasons why I don't like AAU because these guys, I can take my son out of this AAU over to the right, put him over in the left with LeBron James' son, Dwayne Wade's son, you know, all these guys' sons. And then they all crush everybody they go to college one and done they go to the nba they finish their rookie contracts they get on the phone hey how you doing all right you want to hook up there let's go to so and so and hook up it's no parody in the league no more i said it to junie the other night you never heard magic johnson say you know what larry bird's a tough cat i'm gonna go play in boston you never heard michael jordan say you know I can't beat Isaiah and 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 Joe Dumas and Dennis Rodman, Bill Lambier. I'm going to play in Detroit. No, nah, you kept cracking at it till you could get past those obstacles. It, and I think that's that's one of the things that, in my opinion, is going to take the NBA down because everybody wants to play with everybody. Nobody wants to play against each other and butt heads where you know two superstars match up in the finals. Two superstars match up in the playoffs, and it's just like a battle where you like, shoot, this might be better than the finals, and it's only the first round. Well, it's it's not like that anymore. Well, let me let me let me give you my take on what my problem is with the AAU. You got LeBron James basically backing, and I have no, you know, he's a dad. He, he has to do what he, he's doing, dad stuff. So that's not the. The issue I have, I, I don't. I want to get that out of the way now. The issue I have, he has LeBron James star power. He has LeBron James money. So that team is way. I mean, it, it's not even on the same level as far as financial backing and players, blue chips coming to play for that team. Okay, versus a regular Joe that goes to work a nine to five trying to assemble kids and get them off the street to play ball. It's a different animal. You have NBA players you're training with versus me trying to teach a kid 
what an up and under is, how to dribble with your left hand, just basic skills, you know, for so we can bond and and, and they they can enjoy the game. Now, you go against a team of blue chips, and I got my team of you know the local kids, and they get beat by sixty. You don't think that's going to crush this? Their 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 want to play that game anymore. You talking about? I look up. I'm, I'm watching LeBron James on TV. I'm 14, 13 year old kid. I watch LeBron James on TV all the time, and him and his kid came in and beat us by 60, 70 points, embarrassed us. And LeBron's being a parent. He's jumping up and down every time they score. Like, and I know this is this is 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 deeper than that because we 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 live in a society where we getting participation trophies now. Okay, so, uh, but you don't think that's going to hurt that kid's psyche and make them not want to play no more? Because you got some of these teams out here that they're just putting teams together and going out here, not running no offense. <laughs> you know, we we just out here. We have six players, and we just we I I, I barely got had enough money to, for the uniforms. I had to get the uniforms myself. You know, cause one of the moms, you know, she worked two jobs and she don't even have money for rent. So, I bought some of these uniforms myself. It's it's just it's just I don't think it's a fair level playing field. I don't think it's ever going to be unless I don't know. You know, they they that you got uh, Lavar Balls lead the JBA. You got a whole bunch of other little different leagues, the NBA Junior League now. Um, but I, I really think that the AAU is, is, has been out of hand. So I don't even know how to begin to even try to reel that in, but I know it's broke and it needs fixing because like I said, it's just not like, like, like you said, KG used to be, you have to uh, play for the neighborhood you were in, not, uh, we're going to get the top ballers all in Northeast Ohio and put them on one AAU team. You know, that's that's the equivalent of, we live in Maryland, that's the equivalent of, we're going to go from, we're going to go get the top ballers in D.C., we're going to go get the top ballers in PG and Montgomery County and Charles County, and we're going to put a similar squad of the best players instead of those counties playing each other. Exactly. You, you got the best from all of them. Now they have to pick up the pieces and play with what's left. That's not right. But it is what it is, baby. You know? Um, and speaking of LeBron, LeBron James, like, dude, you need the hugest, most loudest shout-out for what you have done. This man, and who's an awesome human being, Opens a school tomorrow for underprivileged kids. Like, dude, you opened a school. I, I got nothing but praise for him. Mm-hmm. As a basketball player, I know I give him a hard time, but I'm supposed to because I, I can't let everybody know how I feel about him. But as a human being, as a man, dude, you are leading a daggone way. You, 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 you really are. And I pray to God that one day 
he actually listens to this show to know that, yeah, we give you a hard time about NBA stuff, but when it comes to real life stuff, you're leaps and bounds of, uh, above others. I'm not going to say any names. You're leaps and bounds above others. Hey, I, I've already thought that. Um, the player I watched growing up, I think he's leaps and bounds above Jordan. And we're talking about the whole package, not just on the court. I don't want to hear, oh, he's three and six in the finals. Oh, this, that. No, I don't want to hear that. What is I'm Jerry West about... in the finals? And he's still a logo. Exactly. Hello, somebody talk to me now. This man, he could have easily took the money he has donated, which is a small fortune, and deal with a lot of these other superstars do it, go hide on the rock, be private, and keep his money. He hasn't done that. He knows just just what we was talking about for the first 15, 20 minutes of this show. He knows how hard it is when you growing up a certain way to get out of that. And he has done everything in his power to give back. And, and like, that's just, it's amazing, man. Nothing but praise for LeBron James. So we gonna stay with the NBA and uh, the Rockets finally get Clint Capella a deal. What is it? Five years, 90 million KG. Uh, five years, 90 million. It's an extension. They were, it, it, it seemed, I don't, I, I thought when they first were talking, Clint wanted a hundred million. The Rockers were offering 60. And I thought that was a big gap. I was like, man, they, if they play with him, they might lose him. But it, it's nice to see that his deal got done. He got a good payday. I think he's a, as a, he's a good, solid defensive player. Of course, you know he can get you know he can get better on offense. But when you have uh, CP3, where you have James Harden, where you have um, Melo now. Mm. Uh, what's the boy with the uh, mop top? What's his name? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. His... Mop top. Yeah, he got the mop top. You know oh, this. Oh. But wait, you, he they got enough offense where. His offense helps, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, you got P.J. Tucker, uh, Aaron Gordon, Ryan Anderson. Uh, shoot, that's Eric, all they got. Did they Eric, bring back – huh? You said Eric Gordon or Aaron? Eric Gordon. Eric. 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 Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Uh, I, I don't know if James Ennis uh, opted in, but they got a nice team. I'm not even going to lie. We're talking about – a team that almost beat the Warriors in Game Six without CP3. They should have beat them. Should have beat them in Game Seven if they hadn't missed twenty-seven straight straight threes. We we talked about that on previous podcasts. So they, they adding Melo, depending on what Melo you're getting and how motivated he is. He came out and uh, he talked about how the the he felt that the Thunder wasn't a good fit and it was rushed. So obviously, it, it, he seemed distant. You could tell by his play. He just seemed distant, seemed like he wasn't there. So hopefully he get back, he gets back on track and, and you know, he can, you know, help. I think he can help the Rockets. It's just to, you know, how how much he's going to help them. Well, he don't have to carry the load. So by him not having to carry the load, that right there is a help. He can just kind of flow through and be himself. He don't have to be the main one relied on scoring. So that, I think that'll work for him. And then he's playing with a true point guard too. Remember, 
Russell Westbrook's a great guard, but he's not a true point guard. Yeah, so we we will see. Uh, CP3 will definitely dish it first before, you know, before scoring. So I think they, you know, they they definitely had. I thought I, I told you that Melo or not, they had to sign Clint Capella back. Right. They had to. So that was the main piece. So the West is going to be very interesting, and uh, as as we get back to more towards the NBA and they start their training camp. We'll be on top of that. Right now, uh, NFL training camps are starting, and um, we're going to be we're we're going to be we're going to we're going to cover. I think we're we're going to cover it. Um, Redskins side. I heard that uh, Alex Smith looking good, looking sharp. Uh, hold on, he, he's looking sharp, but it was a report. Uh, it had to be Thursday or Friday. And they said that he was getting picked off a lot. The DB, and it was, it was, <laughs> sorry. He was getting picked oh, off, but the DBs dropped a few interceptions. Now, most people are like, oh man, we messed up. No, think about it like this. He's playing against a hungry secondary. And, you know, with the Redskins, they're hungry. They felt they were disrespected last year. Because you know nobody gave them a chance, so they're real hungry. They're, they're they're ball hawking, which is what you want. I'm not upset about Alex Smith throwing interceptions. I'd rather him throw it now than when the season starts. Yeah, I mean because you 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 got to get your legs underneath you. You playing on a, a, a different squad. You know what I'm saying? Different DBs from the Chiefs. Different defense. You know it's funny though because. Had uh, uh hey. a pass. yo. I'm uh, my bad. Not... Anchor just went haywire again. I hope we don't lose the uh the what you call. Them. Can you hear me? Yeah, he now. Okay, yeah. I Delonte was trying to join for some reason and gave me a call. We we got to talk to y'all, anchor. We got to sit down. We need to be flown to New York. All expense. <laughs> <laughs> you All can't even get it out. I can't because I'm sick. All expenses paid, Anchor. We need to be flown out. We need to we need to sit down and talk about uh uh it's it's yeah, I'm not I, I can't they, we're gonna have to get Delonte and Jim on next time because we 38 minutes in and like I said we lost a, a podcast last time, but continue on what you were saying about the skins. Oh, but he had a a, a beautiful throw to uh, Josh Dotson, and the thing was, I broke. I looked at it several times, but the first time, the first thing I noticed, the cornerback didn't get his head around. The ball was underthrown, and Josh Dotson made a hell of a catch off a pretty throw, where he slowed down, jumped over top of the DB, pulls in the pass, and it, it, like he put the DB to shame. And I was like, that right there, I'm mad at the DB for not getting his head around. But I'm clapping because Alex Smith had the pass, Josh Dawson with the catch. That's it. That's all. So. But we also have an injury in Redskin training camp. De'Ron Payne is going to be out about two or three weeks with a sprained ankle. So not bad, but not good. Okay. I mean – we definitely have to dive into more of uh, 
Because I want to see Darius Geis. That's who I, I want to see, you know, how he's going to, how effective he's going to be and what he looks like in camp. So we are definitely going to have to be in and out of Redskins training camp starting tomorrow. So I don't know where we can, <clears throat> where can we watch it at, KG? Uh, Redskins training camp. Uh, from here, you can get a lot of updates. Well, Twitter is one. They they straight live stream a lot. Uh, on Twitter, the actual Redskins page, you can keep up with everything here in CSN Washington. <clears throat> but with football season coming, you can come right here to Out of Bounds on Anchor, and we will keep you up to date on Redskins training camp. Watch our Twitter feed. Watch the Facebook page, the Instagram page, everything. We will we'll keep you up to date with everything that's going on. Yeah, man. I mean, the Redskins, I mean, you got the Super Bowl champs in the division. So, you got to, you know, the New York Giants look like, you know, they're going to be healthy. You know, you got, you know, the Cowboys. I mean, it's going to be – I think you're going to go back to the, the – I don't know. I was going to say it was, it's going to go back to the black and blue division. Where they're beating each other up, but I mean, right now the Eagles are top of the, the class, and you got to knock them down. So the Redskins and the Giants and the Cowboys got a lot of proof, lot to prove. So it's funny you say that because I had a conversation with a, a coworker, Mister Kevin M, about how everybody in the division has prepared and put people in place to stop the Philadelphia Eagles. He said, "How? How? How?" I said, "Everybody drafting along." the defensive line, and they're also drafting linebacks to stop that running game that y'all have. Now, LeGarrette Blunt's gone, but you still have Jay Ajayi. You still got Darren Sproles coming back. You still, if I'm not mistaken, still has Smallwood. You got these players coming back that can make an impact. You got to put pressure on them. Everybody's taking that time to put pressure on them. But, hey, this is the player we need. But then also, other teams are taking a blueprint on offense and saying, you know what, let's get this run game better and start running more. It's going to be smash mouth come this season in the NFC East. Hey, man, you said Payne is going to be out for about two or three weeks. Yeah. Hey, man, he he is going to be – he is going to be an important piece and depending on, you know, how he can clog the middle because one, y'all, were, y'all were close or y'all were dead last and rushing against, right? Yeah. So that's going to be an important piece to see if he can – Take that, take up those two offensive linemen. If he can get the penetration so the linebackers can get back there and stop that running game, because you got Saquon Barkley at the Giants now, and we already know he's a beast. And you know they're gonna they are going to feed him the football like no other. They I think you're gonna see Le'Veon Bell as in New York. They're gonna throw it to him, gonna give it to him to run. He's going to be a receiver. Whatever they can get him the ball, plus they still got uh, OB, OBJ, mm-hmm. OJB, whatever the hell he is. Beckham, I'm telling you, they, that, that's going to be that's going to be mean if, if Eli can get himself together. If Eli can get himself together. And if Eli can't get himself together, I think you're going to see, you know, you might see a change. Because you can't waste 
Odell Beckham Jr. and Saquon Barkley. I think that's going to be enough to to get an older Eli through, especially if Saquon Barkley comes out there running like the man child we think he's going to be. So, but I know, oh, down here in Washington, I know Darius Geis can run like that too. He runs with a a, a chip on his shoulder. I don't know if anybody watched his his draft story, which is heartbreaking, but. He runs with a chip on his shoulder for a reason, so I'm 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 hoping that he does very well. I'll be you know rooting for him. And you know what? I I I, I love the way he runs. I'm not taking anything against uh, away from uh, Rob Kelly, aka Fat Rob, who's not so fat anymore. But Geis and Chris Thompson together. We all know if you watched the Redskins last year, you knew what Chris Thompson did before he broke his leg. He was the the main entree of the offense for a reason because you could dump it down to him. What looked like it's going to be a five ten yard gain turned into a seventy five yard touchdown. Sometimes ask the Rams about him if you think I'm lying. And once he went down, the offense kind of sputtered a little bit, but it came back around later on so them two together you still got uh rob kelly you still got samaji p ryan it's gonna be a humdinger here in washington i think jay gruden actually gonna take and uh run this ball in true washington fashion i mean with these running backs especially uh p ryan kelly and guys put the, put the counter tray in let them run it let them run the counter track. I guarantee you getting seven to eight yards. Let them run gut seal. I guarantee you getting seven to eight yards because these guys got field vision. That offensive line can block. It's so many factors. But I'm getting excited right now. I can hear it, baby. I can hear it. I can hear it. Hey, man, you know, I think that, one, health is always important. We talk about, you know, we talked about the Wizards num- numerous times. Health is going to be a factor. If that offensive line can stay healthy with the big man at left tackle, if they can stay healthy. The best left tackle in football, people. If they can stay healthy, you know what I'm saying, you got a chance at anything. Now, health is – if Doxson come back and he's healthy, he's, he's shown flashes. So, Josh Doxson, when, when we talk about you, baby, it's because we love you because we, we see those flashes and we know you can be dangerous. So we need you. We got you. You know, you come out there, stay healthy, stretch some legs, warm up. If you want, I come out in the field, help stretch you. You know, that that him and Jordan Reed. Yeah, Jordan Reed, definitely, man. Jordan Reed, you know, barring out a whole bunch of injuries, if he hadn't got injured the last couple of years and played, you know, his his stats would be through the roof. So beginning of last year, I picked up. I picked up Jordan Reed in the fantasy draft. The games he played last year, he was the best tight end I had. Like, I had to – when he went down, I had to make a choice who I was going to start at tight end. Eric Ebron played good for me. I had, But once Eric Ebron was inactive a couple of weeks or didn't play, didn't have many catches, I had to find me a tight end. I was so lost because I didn't have my two best tight ends. And Jordan Reed, he, he he's a nightmare for linebackers because he's too fast for a linebacker and he's too Way big for a Way too fast for, but you get to some teams and you got some quick linebackers on some of these teams. True, true so, indeed. So, but he is—he's he, like Gronk. Gronk, 
Gronk is a matchup nightmare. And Jordan Reed is way more athletic than Gronk. And that's what he presents because Gronk is what, six seven? And he but he's straight power. That's what I'm saying. It's a different he's a different matchup nightmare than Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed can shake you out your shoes. Yeah, he has the move. And you're sitting you're sitting on the grass trying to pop your ankle back in place. You know what I'm saying? He's way more athletic than Gronk. Just it, it, like if Alex Smith has that weapon, Geis, a healthy offensive line, Doxon healthy, making them catches, it, the the Redskins can make some noise. What, think Which, about this. They're saying that what he had, what Alex Smith has, is comparable to what he had in Kansas City last year. The weapons he had uh, right now. They said Kareem Hunt, Chris Thompson, two running backs that can take the ball and catch out of the backfield and go. Now tell me I'm lying. He has a tight end. I'm listening to you and I'm picturing it in my head. Travis Kelsey. A healthy Travis Kelsey, a healthy Jordan Reed. I think if you get both of those tight ends healthy, I'm giving the check mark to Jordan Reed on that one. I, I, I'm, and yeah, Kelsey's a Kelsey's a great tight end. I just think that a healthy Jordan Reed is <sighs> bounds above a lot of tight ends. And but then also you got Vernon Davis coming back. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so like just to have Vernon Davis coming back and you split, let's say you put, you know, you get Jordan Reed off the line, put him out in the slot, but you still got Jordan Reed hand down in the dirt. Who you gonna check? Or you come out in that nice little single back big with one on each side and, and the receivers out there and guys in the backfield. Who are you going to check? Yeah, it's going to be – if they can get it together and Gruden could put a good game plan in there, it's going to be trouble. And, and so we we are going to be uh, watching as much of the stream of training camp we can watch. Um, that that our job our, that our real jobs our paying jobs will allow us. <laughs> and, and another thing, I, I I hope like crazy to be in Baltimore uh, next month when the Redskins travel up to Baltimore to play for a preseason game. And in a way, I'm I'm being selfish. Number one, I want to see Lamar Jackson. Uh, number two, I want to see my old friend. Mr. Robert Griffin III. Yeah, he's he's down there in B-more. So I, I, I want to go. I'm being a little selfish with that, but I want to see my team, but I want to see a couple other players and, you know, just go from there. But I'm, I'm everything political aside, I'm excited for this upcoming season. But I haven't been this excited in quite some time, especially as a Redskins fan. I've been disappointed how seasons have ended since 1994. Well, let's hold on. Let me stop you there because the ending is only as strong as the beginning. And I think a lot of people agree that the Redskins have come out flat. And and especially their first games, the last two or three seasons. So I think that's going to be a big – you got to start hard and and not – it seems like every year you watch the Redskins, it's the same the same series. It's the same episode where they're behind the eight ball. 
it's a point in the season where if they can turn it around, they can still be in a wild card race, and but they just put their foot in their mouth too much, and then they can't climb out that hole. Or it's you know they start off kind of sort of hot, then they falter in the middle of the season, then they go on this magical run at the end of the season, one of the hottest teams going to the playoffs and losing the first round. And or, or Jordan Reed goes down, or Doxon goes down with an injury. You know, you're you you to the key to success is health. And then when you have injuries, just like the Super Bowl last year with Nick Foles, you have to have somebody that can come in, step in there, and not miss a beat. Next man up mentality. It has to be that. So you know who has that type of chemistry? Who? The Out of Bounds podcast. That's who has that type of chemistry. Hey man, we could put any guys up for the podcast at any time, and it's going to run smooth like a well-oiled machine. We just got, like I said, we going, we got call anchor, and uh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm thinking the Seller Express first class, KG. Hey, I can deal with that as long as I got enough leg room, and I know I got leg room in those. You know, hey, you know, we got to talk about some of these issues on anchor. We got, we we need some, we have some ideas that, you know, that to keep the podcast flowing. Uh, so, you know, definitely going to craft the email and send it out to them. They, they're very responsive and very helpful. And, they, you know, they take all the ideas seriously. So I definitely look forward to crafting that email and just bringing up a couple, you know, issues, bringing up some ideas, some suggestions and to make the platform better because it's done a lot for us. We get to sit here and talk about sports and, you know, have fun and, and get excited about talking about football and like we're doing now so but kg we burning these people ears off and we need to shut it down well let's go ahead and take it home but before we go uh don't want to end on a sad note but i just wanted to say this um we lost two wrestlers today we lost uh the great nikolai volkov early this morning uh at 70 years old passed away and um earlier a little later in the morning we lost uh, Brian Christopher, if you familiar with wrestling, you know, too cool during the Attitude Era. Uh, that's Grandmaster Sexay. Uh, and that's the great Jerry Lawler's son. So we lost him this morning also. Yeah, they said they, you know, um, they kept him you know, on the ventilator until until the king got there so he can kiss him goodbye. You know, prayers and thoughts are definitely with him at a, you know, at a hard time he's having right now and his family. Right. Indeed. Nobody wants to, nobody should ever have to be subjected to burying a child. I've always said that. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, we will, we love feedback. We're on Twitter, OOB po- uh, podcast. What are we? OOB <laughs> show podcast for. OOB show podcast for. I told y'all I'm under the weather, but I'm still here for the people. I'm a people's host. I'm here for y'all. I don't care if they got to cut an arm off. I'm going to, we're going to glue it back on and we're doing this podcast. We're on Facebook, Out of Bounds Podcast. Um, Instagram, Out of Bounds. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I told you. I'm, I'm going to let KG take it over because I'm not all the way there. And You know, this part of the show, this not this is why I just jump in for you. So see, Take it away. This is me 
putting my arm around you, leading you off the court, okay? <laughs> on Instagram, we're OOB Show Podcast. <laughs> uh, as BJ said on Facebook, Out of Bounds Podcast, um, OOB Show Podcast 4 on Twitter. Reach us by email, Podcast at gmail.com. We can also be heard on Radio Public, Breaker, CastBox, uh, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, of course, right here on Anchor FM, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iTunes Podcasts. You sound like a plan to me. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we're looking for ideas to change our uh, show. It's an out-of-bounds show out there. And so we're looking for ideas. we trying to get a new name change in sometime by the end of the week. Um, so look for that. And uh, we will be rebranded. But we're going to bring you the same good podcast we always bring you. So for myself, BJ, we had some technical difficulties. We were supposed to be having Jim and Delonte on there. So we're going to get that straight. KG, always a pleasure working with you. We're going to hopefully hear from the Redskins and maybe get invited to one of these training camps. What do you think? I would love that. I, I, look, I got, my, I got my visor ready, fellas. Uh, you got your visor too bad knees. That's okay. I got my I got my visor ready. I got my clipboard. I, I and it's only one bad knee. You need you need your clipboard and you need the uh, the two water jugs on each shoulder. Damn, just, <laughs> just re, refill the bottles as you go on up, up and down the sideline. Oh, I wouldn't mind that at all. Hey man, that's all we all the time we have. We coming back Tuesday. Like I said, G, we're gonna we're gonna put ourselves at the gym as the, uh, the Portland Trail Blazers for my man. Uh, Lil Paul, and we're gonna we're gonna dissect them for that. And shout out to the Washington Valley Championship to DC. Oh, we definitely can't forget that. And you can clown them all they want on their two or three win season. It's not their fault how the format is in arena football, and they did what they had to do to win a championship. So, kudos to them. Congratulations. Enjoy that championship. You know what I'm saying? Everybody works hard. So for myself, like I said, BJKG, we out of here. We appreciate you joining us on this Sunday. We see y'all Tuesday.